I'm Haley. And I'm Chrissy. And welcome to Talking Shit. Today we're talking about submissiveness. Submissive wives. Correct. Submissiveness, submissiveness yes. in relationships. relationships and just all kinds of things in life. Yeah. So we kind of touched a little bit on this last week. Why do you look nervous? I'm about to say some foul things or something. Because you are. <laughs> I'll keep it clean today. <laughs> no, I won't. So, yes, the Bible actually talks about submissive wives. And, well, yes, I agree with that. I think some people, I don't want to say men. I hate when people put men and women in, like, different categories. But some people kind of have a twisted view of what submissiveness in a relationship should look like. Sometimes I almost feel like it gets used against a person in a relationship when it should be the complete opposite. You should want to be submissive to your partner in a healthy relationship. So what does submissiveness mean to you in a relationship? Submissiveness to me means I'm letting my spouse lead the house. Um, not that he's making all of the decisions, but he is the foundation of the house so i do believe in a hierarchy in a house i believe there's god then there is the man of the house and then there's the women woman of the house and then there is the children so submissiveness to me means i'm letting my husband lead and i'm letting him do it under a godly foundation i'm not just saying hey i'm going to be a submissive wife and i'm going to do whatever you tell me to do because you're the man and i'm from your rib and that's god's way um that's not really the way that it is to me i think that if you lay a good foundation if you lay a foundation even if you're not a person of faith if you have a good foundation in your relationship um your woman, your wife, your partner will want to um, be more submissive in the relationship and um, let you lead and um, do those kinds of things. What about you? What's your definition of submissiveness in a marriage? Well, so for me personally, it's almost kind of like the, the difference in love language. I think that submissiveness can mean different things for different people. Correct. For, for different marriages, relationships, whatever. So uh, for me personally, I am a very strong personality. Since when? Shocking. Is this Everybody. new for 2024? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I have always been dependent on myself, get things done. I have been let down often by delegating things so i'm just like i'll do it um even when it comes to driving but in times in life you had no choice but to do those things so Correct. it took a very special man or it will take a very special man for a woman who's been through some things with men to get to that point or knock those walls down correct right so i really never had a whole partner I've had relationships, but I've never had a whole partner until my marriage now. And it's not that your exes or, you know, we're not talking bad about that. It's just they didn't, like, you and your exes just weren't the final destination meant to be. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I'm thankful for each of those experiences because it really did lead me to my husband now. So for me in my relationship now, it has taken many, many years for me to have a submissive side at all. And this, it, about two years ago, is when it really struck me that 
I was taking away his masculinity. And he, he loved me so much. And when you do that to men, they get so defensive, not because... He wasn't really, my husband wasn't really defensive. He just loved me so much that he wanted. But you know that like secretly that had to bother him. Absolutely. That, yeah, well obviously. Because men thrive on their, like, well not all men, but most men thrive on their masculinity, their alphaness, um, the respect that they receive. Right. Well, and, and what had happened is it built up and he really didn't say anything because he wanted me to feel safe and secure. So he was taken away from himself. And I was gladly taking it because I felt like we were fine. What I didn't realize is I was I was taking his masculinity. So we did have. Let's talk about life. some ways that um, really fast. A little pin in there. Let's talk about some ways that you actually can take away your husband, your boyfriend, your partner's masculinity without even like realizing that you're doing that because we don't obviously well there are probably are some women out there who do want to take away the men's masculinity i'm not one of those and i don't think you're one of those so if it's done it's probably completely unintentional um, i feel like one way that you can take away a man's masculinity is um, not respecting him not respecting like um say there's like a firm decision that you got and you kind of backdoor him on or things like that um without even realizing that's a sense of i feel like disrespect and um kind of taking away his masculinity his inner self of the lion the tiger the whatever he wants to identify with I to lead that happens a lot in parenting i think the woman is home with the children so often so you know they do the discipline and stuff like that and and they take the lead in that role and then when the husband has an opinion or sets a rule or a guideline the a lot of times the mother is just defensive about it what i mean that's so unfair mm -hmm. it really is so unfair and i feel like talking about money if say a woman makes more money than her husband or um you know constantly saying well i'm the breadwinner or i make the money or you know like that kind of makes him feel like he's less of a provider and a less of you know what i mean and i know that probably women don't mean to do things like that i don't know you know what i'm just saying i'm just thinking of little examples that like can be done that like you don't even realize that you're doing well you just it's it's a, in conversation sometimes you say that's i booked that Correct. instead of including your spouse in that conversation or like you said constantly rejecting sex that can be a way of taking their masculinity away yeah yeah so one one thing that i used to do to my husband and, and this you know we talk about safety so it, absolutely for anybody to have any submissiveness in a relationship they have to feel safe so for i better turn that it's gonna keep going off probably so um one thing that i used to do is i have a fear of cars i've been in multiple car accidents and you so and me I, both sister i would get in and i would always want to drive because i needed to feel like i was in control that's a really good one safe. well he just always hopped in the passenger seat really never said anything and i realized that he he had never said a word even after our fight he never said anything and we went to get in the car one time and it just hit me and I was like, it is so unfair to him. Like, why do I feel like he would not make sure I'm safe? You know, so let's, okay, that's a great way to um, 
because I feel like a huge, like you said last week, we did a full circle. One of the main things in submissiveness is feeling safe, feeling yes. safe in the relationship, feeling safe mentally, physically. So let's touch real fast on maybe some things that men do that like we show, we take their masculinity, but what are some things that maybe they do that take away our sense of feeling safe? that they may not even be realizing that they're doing. I have a really good one, speaking of what you were just doing, driving. So I have really bad car anxiety too. So it works both ways. When we're handing over the reins and saying, hey, drive me around. When someone's texting and driving, I'm like, oh, oh, just fuck my life, right? It's not worth anything. Like, so things like that, just little teeny tiny things like that, you picking up your phone, responding. Um, riding someone's rear end in a car. Those are things that make me feel unsafe. And I'm sure it's probably the same for you. It is exactly the same. And so when I started letting my husband drive, we had to have that conversation because he's always been a big car person. I'm not laughing. I'm actually thinking of how I act in a car that someone would be like, what is her deal? So like if you go to rear end somebody, I have this, um, so you know how men, when they when they get scared, some of them will have like a womanly scream. I'm going with this. So I have the opposite. I have like a very manly scream. If you go to rear and someone, I'm full on like holding on up here, got my legs up, and it's like the most scream. That I would probably say the same for me. I, I can turn fierce really fast. Yeah, so what's some other examples that you can think of that take away a woman's or a partner's safeness in the relationship that the other may be doing they're not even realizing? Well, you know, you, you talked about the money thing. So this is the thing. I mean, you know, there are things gender role-wise, and sure, that may not work for everybody, but for me, that works, you know. So like, I don't pump my gas, okay? You just keep rubbing it in my face. <laughs> This is the, f I think we talked about pumping gas on every episode, how Chrissy gets her gas pumped for. <laughs> Next time I'm calling Joe, Joe, you better start coming and pumping my gas too. Apparently you're doing it. You probably would. <laughs> so this is the, the other thing, you know, when we have weather like we have this week, I get dropped off at the door and I get You told me that this morning. I'm not getting my feet wet. Yeah. That's gross, you know, but he also, he, he doesn't usually put away his clothes once in a while. You know, he... There's no perfect relationship. Yeah, There's he, sacrifices give and take yeah. on both sides. Yeah, like he isn't a deep cleaner. Sure, he'll help me do things. He usually does the dishes and stuff like that. But when it really comes down to like deep cleaning, that's all on me, yeah. you know? I don't expect that stuff from him. He doesn't expect me to... So I know a really good one that people don't realize probably takes away a, a good amount of safetyness in a relationship and it also destroys some other things too um excessive phone usage so like i had to work on that so too. yeah say my partner you know sitting there talking or at dinner and having you know trying to have a nice conversation i'm trying to talk about my day and mm -hmm, yeah it's that takes away a sense of like wantedness. It feels like rejection. It yeah. feels like, you know, like you rejection. don't really you don't really care. So I don't feel safe to tell you the things that are going on in my life because you don't really care. Right. Well, a lot of, you know, I do real estate. So for me, my phone is constant. 
And if, if it's on my mind, I have to do it right then or it's going to drive me crazy. I'm not going to be able to pay attention to your conversation anyway. And it's just as simple as looking at somebody and saying, hey, hang on, I need to send this text message really fast. Give me five seconds. I'm going to send this. I'm going to respond and then put your phone down and listen. It's you. You do do those things. You know what I mean? Joe and I are on a date. I leave my phone in the car most of the time and I text my kids and I say, if you guys need something, Joe has his phone. So you're good about it. On vacations, I know that like yeah. you're very. It's it's been a goal to be very present in the moment. Because I remember a couple years ago having a conversation with you. Um, it was a hard one. It's hard to have those conversations with your friends yeah. that are like you're like oh, you know I don't know how this is gonna go. But it's the same as a relationship. Yeah. Friendships are the same as relationships. You have to nurture them. You have to work on them. You can't just oh that's my friend. And, and we even have some. some this in our relationship like there's we both have very passionate and strong personalities and um you know we are very soft with each other at times but there's times we're just like you know what that one's not worth the battle yeah and just, like there's times that one or the other of us has to kind of take like, control of the situation yeah. you know so i remember the comment i i distinctly remember saying to you like you know when I'm talking to you, I don't feel like you're present in the moment because you're on your phone and like, I don't feel like you care about the the conversation we're having. And I remember the look on your face. It was almost kind of, you weren't, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I was like, oh God, I'm going to piss Chrissy off telling her this. But it was almost like a sense of sadness. Like you felt sad that you were making me feel that way in the friendship. And I think my response at that time was, you know what? You're right. I have got to do better at that mm -hmm. because I'm so busy in life. And then I realized I do yeah. the same thing with my kids. I, so I have gotten a lot better. I'll and I'm just the opposite. Education. I'm the type of person that I'll look at your text right. message and yes. then it, it'll be like Maybe the next right. day I respond. Hey guys, how are you since yesterday? My eyes like, are watering. Where's Haley? We have to have your location because she's getting ready for two hours and Haley does not talk to you while she's getting ready. I'm like, somebody come kill you? I don't talk when I'm getting ready. I try not to be on my phone when I'm driving. I won't respond usually unless like like unless it comes across my screen and I can hit a fast reply to it. Other I just call you. Yeah. I've learned. <laughs> just call her. Well, you know, so that's the other thing with my husband at least. Uh, one of the things for him is communication. He is huge, huge in communication, and um, I am strong in communication, but my communication was not always intentional. So we both get busy with our days sometimes, but I always make sure that I respond to his text message, you know, because if he is going to take his time and check on me, yes. I'm going to give him the respect to respond. Yes. And I think that sometimes we take away their masculinity because they text us throughout the day and we're like, but why do we not appreciate Yeah, that? it's like, he he's thinking about me, he cares. Yes. So love, support, receiving that's a great way to be submissive in a relationship and really when you say submissive most people take it sexually and um i can tell you like in our relationship we've always had a, a very strong it's not all bad when it's sexual too though no well that's the thing is <laughs> is you know for us our um, physical relationship not necessarily just sex but our physical relationship has definitely gone to another level 
when I learned how to be more submissive in our relationship. And that doesn't mean necessarily more submissive in the bedroom. That means more submissive in our relationship where it made me desire him more. It opened me up to him more. Yes. I think that that's some of the things that people forget. There's steps in place. It can be in every different stage and step in the relationship. And why would you not want to continuously level up your relationship one of the big ones on how to be um submissive in a relationship is um you know allowing the man to lead giving him his masculinity and trusting each other with well, wholeheartedness they, yeah until they give you a reason not to trust them and that's a promise that joe and i had made from the start i'm going to tell you the truth no matter what if it hurts your feelings if it makes you mad We'll figure it out. So we are full disclosure with each other. Well, I mean, that's good. I, mean, I know that, like, in some relationships, you just kind of have to find, you have to lay a good foundation, but find what works for your relationship. Right. Don't right. get frustrated and say, oh, well, yes, this is our relationship. We're going to put the foundation, God, and we're just going to keep trial and error until you find what works for yeah. you. And then do that. And then if you get one on that, be open-minded. Try new things. Like, always try to keep the love, the spark alive. And um, those type of things. Ways that a man can do things to make your wife, your partner, whatever, want to be more submissive to you is nurturing the relationship. Um, nurturing her soft girl side. Yes. Things like that. Well, a, a huge thing that my husband has always done is take me on dates. And he has been huge about it since we've met. And that was hard for me. I had kids at home. I had things to do. And so it was hard for me to flip my mind off even for an hour or two um, or to go for the weekend. But I knew it was important to him. So, But Joe, I mean, here's the thing too. And you guys do a... Of all the people I know, you guys really do make the best effort and you guys really do do the best at making dates and making yeah. time for each other. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your uh, your one of your first dates with Joe where <laughs> I mean, it's you know like this man could have run from the beginning, but that's what I'm saying. like it's it takes a special kind of guy and man that's gonna stay around, put the work in and really nurture it yeah uh so long story short i had a newborn and uh it let's just give a little context on backstory on that because i don't want rumors to fight like okay episode. chrissy has a son they have hudson they weren't together while most of her pregnancy she met joe joe and her were not together most of her or were not together during her pregnancy we met while i was pregnant but we were not involved while i was pregnant. correct i just want to give some backstory to that that way everybody knows yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> anyway, so my, Joe had asked me out for multiple months and I had a newborn at home. I had the other kids. I, I just, I didn't feel emotionally. And your last relationship destroyed you pretty much. Yeah, emotionally, I was not prepared to go into another relationship. I did not want to put my kids through it. So after literally months and months and months of him asking me, I think a solid six months, I, I did finally go out with him. In our first date, my daughter stayed home with my baby, 
and um, and I most certainly had my phone and I was watching it. Uh, so we ended up going to a barbecue place and we sat down and uh, ordered our food and he, I mean, this dude was so nervous and he was so excited and I crushed his world. <coughs> my daughter called, my baby was crying and she thought he had a fever and I was like, our food literally hit the table and I looked at him and I said, I have to go. This is why I don't want to date. My newborn is bawling his eyes out. My daughter's freaking out. She thinks he has it. I have to go. And he was like, okay. So packed the food up and he's like, Want And he wasn't annoyed. Oh, he was not She's mad. just trying to get out of this no, date or no. blah, blah, blah. Nope. He was not frustrated, mad. I definitely disappointed, but not frustrated. Mad. So anyway, uh, packed the food up and um, he was like, do you want to take some home? And I was like, I just want to get home to my kids, you know? I'm a mom. That's it. I'm a mom, dude. I want to be a mom. And so uh, it, my car was at his house, and we went to his house. He gave me a hug. I was on my way home in a complete panic, and uh, he called me, and he was like, do you want me? I said, I'm going to have to take him to the hospital. He's got a fever. He said, do you want me to come to the hospital? And I'm like, no. This is awkward. We haven't even really officially been on Can you bring the dinner and we'll just <laughs> eat? <laughs> and, and he said, let me tell you something. Your kids can go on every date with us the rest of our lives. I just want to spend time with you. He might track back on that now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was trying to impress at my that stage kids, still. My kids took but they've that always literal. been a very vital part in yes, it too. And it's kids. never been like... My kids took that literal. They will attend every date if we let them. No, but I mean, instantly right then, I knew that I was safe with him. There, his reaction and his softness to all of that. And um, we had broke up a couple times before we ended up getting married. And all I could ever think about was, I never wanted him to like, go give that special treatment to somebody else. I wanted that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so finally we aligned and we ended up married. That's a good point to make though too. If, if there's things in your relationship, say, you know, you're not feeling safe safe and communication it's so communicate communication. so communicate and say listen and like i've said a million times it doesn't have to be an argument maybe that's worth a conversation with your spouse sitting down and saying like when i bring things to you it doesn't mean i'm arguing i just want you to listen to understand and not listen to respond so on the flip side of that i made him feel unsafe i was so defensive you know because of everything that i've been through up to him that I made him feel unsafe. So one thing that Joe would do is literally every night we would, I'd get Hudson to bed and he was a baby and you know, all the kids settled in, whatever. And then I would go to lay down finally at 10 o'clock and I just want to breathe. And he would be like, can we talk about something? And I'm like, no. No, no, I just no. want my peace it's, now. It's 10 o'clock. I'm not talking about anything tonight. I want to go to sleep. Well, then he couldn't sleep, and I'd just be so exhausted. I would knock out, and I just kept denying him, denying him. Because it is important for a man to feel... It is the word safe in a relationship. Yeah, I think it, I feel like it has a different meaning maybe than like what it does for a woman. But if your husband, your partner, whatever, is constantly walking around on eggshells because of it, imagine what that's doing for your relationship. So... The big things is communication, talk about things. They've got, they, they may be issues, but they're only issues if you let them drag on. Just talk about it, nip it in the bud, try to come to some sort of a 
agreement where you guys both feel comfortable with what's going on or what's happening or whatever the situation may be. No. So one thing I learned really fast to make him feel safe because he had a lot to say and then I would get defensive and it was not productive. And so, but he wanted me to talk back. He wanted my communication back. So one thing I had to learn to do was listen to what he had to say and just take it all in and sit on it. But he had to learn to let me take my time to process everything and then we could revisit it and have that conversation. So I'm one of those people that um, I think of things and I interrupt and I like speak it. I just have to get it out there. I have to say it and I have to get it out there. So. I've been saying one of my goals this year is being really intentional when I speak. So I'm trying to take a step back from, first of all, I don't want to be known as an interrupter and I probably am. And I'm very self-aware after I do it. I'm like, shit, why did I just, but I, I wanted to say it. I just still get so excited about it. But this is the thing. It's and it, when you're in a, when you're communicating, I understand that about you. You understand that about me because we are both very, very, very passionate people. Yeah, like if you interrupt me, I'm not like, oh my God, she interrupted me. I'm like, oh my God. And then I listen and then I'm like, wait, what were we talking? I just go right back to it. But it's because we have an understanding. So if someone does know me, you know, in the beginning of a relationship, say, I'm an interrupter. That's just something about me. I work on it constantly, but I'm an interrupter. If that's something that's going to bother you, probably are going to mesh well. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to offend you. But no, I mean, Joe will be talking and, and I'll do the same thing. So I've had to work on that too because it, again, you know, he was speaking and then I would speak over him. Because what we were doing was listening to respond instead yes. of listening to understand. I'm really, yes. really, really trying to yes. listen to people more and oh. be like, because I watched um, a TikTok, obviously, of a girl and she, she used to work for people who were like, millionaires and bought and not that you have to act a certain way but one of the main takeaways that she said people who um there's actually two that i really like that i took away they're very poised when they speak they're very slow to speak they think about what they're saying they don't respond immediately they pause that's the level i'm trying to get to not necessarily be i mean i would love to be a millionaire but i want to speak that way and react that way and it, it takes a lot of intention and a lot of work and then the second one was um when people when when you're that high of status you learn to delegate that delegate is really where your power comes in because what happens is we're wasting our time doing this doing this doing this because we want to do everything because we're control freaks and we've been let down by people who didn't do it the way we wanted or the way and really if we delegated this then we would have so much more time to get to the next level so i'm really concentrating on that well too. a few things with that one thing that i've always said to Haley is um, the loudest person in the room is the dumbest person in the room. And, and that is the truth. And I used to want to be so loud. I wanted everybody to hear what I had to say because I want them to understand me. But yeah. that's, they're, they're looking at me like, what is wrong with her? Yeah. Well, when you yeah. act psycho, nobody yeah. wants to hear you. But you, you had mentioned uh, you don't have to act a certain way to be a millionaire. Well, it's really not necessarily money status, but research shows that successful people have the same tendencies. Yes, yeah. they do. So um, I think that we're, we're wrapping up for today. Let's give a, just a quick recap of submissiveness. Uh, it, 
while yes, it is important in the Bible, it doesn't just pertain to the Bible. There's different contexts behind it. It can work for relationships, friendships, all kinds of things. Um, do you want to do a, the small recap for everybody? Let them know how they can be submissive. <laughs> <laughs> Husbands, come for gas. Wives. <laughs> See, I knew, I knew your version was going to be the best version. That's why I said you give the recap. Really, it just boils down to respecting each other and um, making sure that each other's needs are met, whether that's physically, emotionally, um, and a lot of that comes with safety and communication. So, more than anything, women in a relationship just want love and time, and time, and men want respect and sex. And sex. I, somebody wrote it on the bottom of my notes. I'm not really sure who did that, but <laughs> that was me. <laughs> was that you? That was oh, me. so apparently <laughs> that's a huge part of it. So those are those are the takeaways from today. Um, you know, I, I I want people to look at submissiveness in a good light instead of I feel like when people say submissive. Yeah. Well, if you're offended by it, you don't know what it means. Man. That's a great quote. Drop the mic on that one. <laughs> no, really. Do you have a quote or is that your quote for today? Because that was a really good one. You just like slid it in there. <laughs> it's it's um, by one of my favorite artists, Pink. Oh, okay. And um, once you figure out what res respect tastes like, it tastes better than attention. Oh, man. Those are two really, really good quotes. Mm -hmm. I love that one, actually. So remember that this week, you know? Do you want respect or do you want attention? attention. Which one do you want? Because I want respect. Anybody can get attention. You can do anything to get attention. You can act like a crazy person. You can throw a tantrum. I want the respect behind. Absolutely. Yeah. So I hope everybody has a good week. Come back next week for the next episode. I'm Haley. I'm Chrissy. And have a good week.